Good morning, everyone. This Good morning. Frank and AJ from the Longhouse Heroes podcast. We uh, we just saw the Lego movie last night, or the Lego Batman movie, rather, and it is Sunday, February 12th, and uh, we decided that we would do a special uh, recap, review. review, spoiler cast episode of the movie. Uh, you know, it, it's uh, been a quiet, quiet early winter of movies for us, and so this was kind of the first thing we were looking forward to. So I think we'd just like to kick it off with just some general thoughts on what we liked and what we didn't like. So what do you think, AJ? Hey, Frank, good morning. Um, I definitely want to say that there's definitely going to be heavy spoilers to come. I, I don't, I'd love, I want you to see the movie. If you, if you wanted, if you didn't see the movie yet, all you should take from Frankie and I at this part of the podcast, 57 seconds in, is that it's very good and you should probably go see it. If you've seen it, you should definitely listen to this because we're going to talk all about the spoilers that happen in this movie and get really crazy. If you haven't seen it, though, you're not going to want to know what happens in the movie, so I don't know why you would want to listen. So either way, we want to get you know kind of right into it, what we liked and didn't like. Um, I think Will Arnett as Lego Batman, or Batman rather, is incredible. I think his performance was really great, one of the better Batman maybe ever you know his coming around in the lego movie and starting off he was so funny he totally stole parts of that movie in my opinion i Um, agree you know but he was really uh he was he was really terrific in this movie and really 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 funny and uh you know just really cool uh just glossing over just to kind of open it up and i'll turn it over to frank i loved the way they dealt with the bat family uh legacy i thought the robin and batgirl reboots were adequate and definitely you know kind of needed you know uh i guess it must be pretty interesting as a young kid to look back at the old 60s tv show of (laughs) batman and robin and see these two you know men just hanging out and figuring out life together. I'm sure that probably, you know, what was, you know, just totally fine to them. But this, I, I would imagine, me- makes much more sense in their eyes going forward for what it means. Then you have Batgirl, the, uh, you know, Al- Alfred as Ray Fiennes, like, oh my God, he was awesome. <laughs> he was fantastic, yeah. He was so good. Um, I loved all the, I loved all the toys, the outfits, the vehicles, like, a lot of these, like, and I'll talk a little bit more about this later. Like, these were direct ripoffs of some of my favorite action figures growing up. Yeah, like they were just ripped out of the toy shelves. In that they went, they didn't just make Batman suits to make Batman suits, like some of these movies will. Uh, wink, wink, Justice League. <laughs> uh, but uh, they made them, you know, based off like really cool stuff from your childhood. And then the last thing, and of course, spoilers heavy, Gremlins. <laughs> Gremlins alone had me. Gremlins alone had me. But the way they organized the Phantom Zone bad guys, what that ended up turning out to be, was just another great, you know, uh, visual childhood bedroom, you know, uh, you know, orgasm for lack of a better word. In that <laughs> the best, craziest bad guys from all of, really specifically Warner Brothers own properties, <laughs> uh, came out. And or public domain, and we're just awesome and super and super fun, and we'll get all into that. But I just want to turn it back over to Frank so he can kind of lay in what he likes, and then we'll expand, I, I suppose. Yeah, sure. Like, like we said last week, uh, if you listen to last week's pre-episode podcast, um, we uh, 
we were really intrigued by the fact that we didn't know what the story of this movie was going to be. Oh, totally. And we had no idea of the plot. No idea of the plot. Like, the marketing didn't tell us anything. The trailers just... It, it sold us alone on the idea of more Will Arnett as Lego Batman, which, like AJ said, stole the Lego movie in certain aspects. And, you know, moving into this, this movie, they, they, they just really basically showed us all the different things that he could do as a, uh, a Batman in Gotham City, not in this, like, massive world with other Lego characters. And, sure. Uh, and, you know, the, the story ends up being pretty heartwarming. You know, you've got this, this classic idea that Batman is a loner and he is, uh, you know, the only wants to fight on, on his own terms and he doesn't really like to work with other people. Um, but uh, over the entire course of the movie, he really understands that he has been searching for a family this entire time and is afraid of having a new family. And uh, obviously by the end of this movie, he's got, uh, you know, a, a, a surrogate son, um, somewhat, maybe, I don't know, a love interest, but definitely a like <laughs> platonic friend in, in that Sure, show. sure. And then he really understands the relationship that he had with Alfred. Alfred. Yeah. So it, it's, it, can I can I say something like a little crazy like about all you've just said? Yeah, this was the first movie I felt like Batman maybe kind of grew as a person. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, like as a character, they Batman, you know, and I understand it's for the kids. It's not necessarily for everybody. You know, if you really want your Batman hard R dark with blood and guts, like you can go see Batman v Superman. That's as close as you're gonna get. And then whatever you're gonna get with the you know the untitled Batman movie. We'll talk about that a little bit later too. But like, think like this is like perfectly, you know, spot on, you know, temperament. And in my opinion, like the best comedic take on Batman. Oh, absolutely. And you know, that, that was what made it so great. You know, the, the opening sequence of the movie where it's, uh, you know, him just completely owning all of the the bad guys and being you know I, I could do this on my own I don't need anyone else um, but compared to the end and how he actually needed help to defeat the Joker and all the Phantom Zone bad guys like like you said I, I think part of that also goes to the fact that it's been four movies now in a row without a Robin or true Robin and sure and, and anyone else that would would fill those roles and you know like it's hard to think back that you know, the only real, like, at least in recent memory for me, like, live-action examples of Robin were in Forever. Uh, Chris O'Donnell? Yeah, and, like, I like Forever All Right, but, you know, it, it, I don't know. Are they just afraid to go back to that? Like, I, Yes, you know, I, 100%. 100%. <laughs> they are terrified. The, the studio is afraid. Um, you know, they saw what Nolan did without, without Robin. Right. And I think a lot of the fans now feel that, Robin is kind of a, you know, he's a secondary character, but he's really the truest sidekick ever. Like, fuck Bucky Barnes, man. Right. Come on. Like, like Robin, like, what the fuck is his power that he's so amazing? He's a gymnast. He's an acrobat. What yeah. the fuck? Right. So, uh, go, you know, building back on that, like, you have, like, Robin, like, in the same style as Will Arnett. Let's like make him funny. Like let's let's embrace the funny of what this is because it is. It's silly. It's, it's silly, and you know the the fact that 
you know, they they take reggae man's like his like right. his random costumes that he 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 worked on for you know he has rolling different costumes and that's the costume that becomes uh, Robin. I thought that was really clever, um, and you know, like of course it's it's completely ridiculous and he just rips off his pants and he just flaunts around it, it like it, yeah it was great it's poking and fun of it but it's not not in a hateful way it's totally and michael sarah like did like an amazing job like he generally sounds like a child most of the time anyway true true <laughs> but like his his you know his take on robin was really funny and like heartwarming and you know, some in some ways stole the movie, but in other ways was really, really just you know perfectly needed. Well, yeah, I mean, it, uh, this movie wouldn't have worked without yeah. him, and so I'm really glad that they introduced that character because, like I said, I've missed having a Robin character. I think it is really important to the Batman lore, and like because we haven't had him in the past movies, like you said, there was no growth in Bruce Wayne because there there wasn't some some way for him to see. Uh, you know himself and someone else. So I, I think through through Robin, he's like, wow, we are really alike, and you know he really needs someone to look up to, and that's why ultimately I think he he grows a lot and changes to this movie. Yeah, and he does have kind of this, you know, really, you know, it, it, it's very profound because I have to, I guess, you have to make it really obvious for kids and stuff, but. Like, it is a very profound change for him when he finally, you know, shifts at the end and you have kind of everybody all hanging out together. He looks happier. He's doing, like, he's much better. Like, that, it's such, it's so uh, relieving to see. I think that in a lot of ways, that Lego Batman is to Batman, the character in general, kind of like how Austin Powers was to to James Bond. Right. Like, this definitely, it's a definitely a spoof. Like, it's definitely a spoof of itself. And it knows that, and it's not shying away from that. And it's right. not saying, oh, like, we're sorry about that. It's saying, oh, no, 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 no. Like, this is all pretty funny and silly in and of itself at one level. We just need to, once we get to be able to embrace that level, we're going to have something really kind of delicious here. And, and they did. Yeah, uh, something really I special, hope, yeah. I hope that this movie really can knock some of the crazy stupid edge out of these out of this franchise and give this movie a little give these movies a little bit of humor. I know we all adore the humorless Nolan movies, but even still like that those are almost a, we have to think about those now as like almost a separate entity, like uh, its own its own complete idea that we got to be a part of and witness, but it's done now. It's right. over. Yeah, and, and it's, like it's long over and you know they've the studios moved on and and they they went darker and uh, you know I think a lot of what the post Batman v Superman uh, conversation was well like do we really want that and uh, then they've come out and said that oh you know that was sort of the darkest we're gonna go and we're gonna kind of bring back some of the lightness after that and I really hope that's the truth and that they uh, Justice League uh, are able to make. Uh, Batman, uh, less of a dark character through characters like the flash and, and, uh, you know, basically in his next movie, embrace the, the, the change in his life and his new outlook. And, uh, you know, I, I think that would be a, a great path to go on, but anyway, let's get back to Lego movie, uh, stuff. Um, so what didn't you like? What wasn't, what wasn't cool for you? Um, Let's see. <laughs> There's not a much, not a lot. Uh, to be totally honest with you, I, I thought it was really well done. Like um, the, 
I really thought the uh, the Justice League scene was really clever, and it was a, a good uh, sort of nod to the fact that um, that you know Batman works alone. But it was like I was a little surprised because the way that they kind of presented it was like, yes, he is a member of the Justice League, but at the same point, at the same time, like throughout the movie, at that point, you had no inclination that he ever worked with anyone else. And so uh, it was sort of like, okay, this is kind of weird. And so, I mean, I, I thought it was fitting that they didn't come and help him at the end and that they went for more of a uh, okay. uh, rogues gallery kind of villains versus villains. Um, I don't know. What do you think? No, no, no. Keep going with your stuff because I, I think about that, but all my things are kind of tied together. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I thought it was clever. I, I'm, I'm glad that they had um, little bits of uh, Superman voiced by Channing Tatum again, you know, reprising his role from the uh, Lego, Lego movie and uh, Jonah Hill as well as uh, Hal Jordan. But it's interesting that, you know, those were the ones that they, they highlighted. Like they didn't have Wonder Woman speak at all. And mm-hmm. I, I thought that was a missed opportunity. Um, and, you know, even some of the, the other villains, like the, uh, basically originally Joker's crew and, uh, uh, that became Batman's team towards the end. Like, you know, the main ones that kind of popped out were, were Bane, which was kind of a surprise that they linked into that. And, um, and, uh, I guess the Riddler, but barely like, like you see the characters on screen, but you know, the fact that they got some of these big names, like, I'm just going to roll off a couple really quick. Like, you had Billy D. Williams as Harvey Dent slash Two-Face. Like, that was a huge get. Like, that's awesome, but they didn't use him. He spilled maybe two words in the whole movie. Uh, uh, you've got um, the Scarecrow. He doesn't really do anything. Selena Kyle, like, you, in the, and you had uh, Zoe Kravitz voicing Selena Kyle, Catwoman. Um, it, it just seemed like... They, they could have used those characters a little bit more. They, you know, they were on screen, but that they didn't really, I don't know. I, I, I thought that, you know, they, they could have um, maybe built up one or two instead of having, like, just an, an amazing amount of them on screen. It was more of a, like, I guess fan service like, oh, look at that, look at that, look at that. And, like, you know, they had plenty of the Justice League members that you wouldn't even expect expect like some like the wonder twins like that that was funny for to see right but i don't know i i think especially with the, the names that they had attached to some of these characters it was a wasted opportunity all right so here's so i agree these are these are not dislikes but these are missed opportunities things that they could have done that <clears throat> i don't that they didn't do so i agree superman and the justice league are totally absent you know in large part of the whole movie. And they kind of, and when you have that, the scene with Superman and Batman is great. It's okay. awesome. Awesome. Um, really, really funny. Totally hitting the self-referential aspect of it is perfect. Uh, but, you know, they mix it around because if this is canon, they've just been, they just had the fight. Right. Yeah. So they should have made some kind of joke in that they did fight, but Okay. Then the rest of the Justice League, like, Wonder Woman doesn't say a thing in the whole movie. That is absurd. Mm-hmm. She said something in the Lego movie. She that is, ridic- it is ridiculous. Um, so they have to fix that going forward. Also, there's, Lex Luthor isn't in this movie. 
Well, I mean, I could kind of... Nah, you have to have... If you're going to have the Joker being the best bad guy, taking over everything, Lex Luthor has to show up. All right? But that's just the rules. But but that's Superman's villain. This isn't Superman's movie. Right, but Um, Zod isn't even in the final battle. He's not... He doesn't even get a line, and he's supposed to be back, you know, as one of the big... I guess that's true. If they have Zod, yeah. Yeah, so if you if you have all of the bad guys, you have to have Lex Luthor, all right? Fair. He's the most popular bad guy. He needs to be in there. Also, you could have had other DC villains like could have shown up and uh, also, you know, joined the kind of, you know, Joker's rogues gallery kind of thing, like just so that they could have had those like little winks in there, I think would have been a, a bigger step. And here's my like biggest thing, man. Mm-hmm. The music. They didn't have any of the classic themes in here. And if they're going to have Supermans and use two of them... That's true. They can't, they can't have one of the classic Batman themes. Yeah, I mean, the... the, the so frustrating. Tim like this whole, so iconic. Like. Dude, the Tim... Okay, so the Tim Burton... Uh, what is that? That is the... Uh, what? Well, who's the guy with the arpeggios? The, the arpeggio guy from the early 90s who was um, the music writer guy. Oh, um, uh, Danny Elfman? Danny Elfman did the original... Uh, sound to the original one that was great amazing and it's super and it's super iconic yeah Um, then you have uh who did batman forever i'm gonna pull that up right now because even that one is iconic in and of itself it's like yeah you know and like arguably there are themes for the dark knight that they could have used as well like totally like they're poking fun at those movies why don't they do the whole thing with the music involved and like I don't know. I, I mean, they had some of the '66 Batman like little, uh, like little um, interludes. The nananananananas were fine. Okay. That's okay. And that, and you know what? That like is that's that's okay. But, but you know, if you're thinking about the audience that you're you're targeting this to, like the kids don't know that music, like the like adults our age. I mean, know it, but I think would would have gotten a little bit more out of this. Having... Is Elliot Elliot Goldenthal okay. who wrote film score for Batman Forever, and I assume Batman and Robin. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um. So that's so, and even his is pretty is pretty iconic as well. Yeah. So once you, I think ignoring those the musical cues is like one more step in the backslide of the tent music phenomenon. I don't know if you watched that video I sent you, but there's another YouTuber, we will link him at some point, who did this amazing uh, YouTube video on tent music, and it has totally ruined my experience of modern cinema, especially the Marvel movies. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, But now, after watching this one, and how they didn't have one iconic Batman theme, not even try to make up a new one for Lego Batman that worked. Yeah. And, and like, music is still a big part of movies, and we have to be on them and kind of at them for not holding up their end of the bargain. Like, it doesn't make any sense to totally cut, you know, these important features of superhero characters, the classic amazing theme. Like, it, it's so important to them. Yeah, and it's really interesting because ultimately music was really important to this movie. Like, how many times was, was there, like, that that moment where it's like Robin wanted, like, a certain theme song and they scrolled through a couple of things. We got Rick rolled. Like, I thought that was really funny and you know they end up going with this like ridiculous robin music because it makes him angry or makes batman angry (laughs) which is 
but and that's fine. Like that's I fun. get the music of the joke, but like the oh man, they, they should have just done one. They yeah. could if they did one, everyone would have went nuts. Yeah, yeah. If they started the movie with the fucking Nolan Batman music of, of for the Joker, yeah, like oh my god, people, I would have shat my pants. Like, <laughs> like really, like it's. It's so iconic to his character that long wind up the like that's great. Yeah. It's so and, and like it uh, it gives you then so much the audience is then tuned in they know what you're referencing um, and then okay so then here's where I think things get the most sticky and okay. here's where I want to kind of delve into some stuff I've seen other YouTubers talk about and it's I guess it's public domain so we're gonna talk about it as well. Sure. So. I, so the bat toys, all the all the weapons, the vehicles, the outfits, like all that stuff. If we're gonna canonize the Lego Batman, in truth, Lego Batman's outfit is really closely more modern after the Tim Burton, or Definitely. really more appropriately, and I'm gonna call it out directly, the Batman Returns outfit. Yes. Yes. Okay. It's a little bit more rubberized. It's a little bit more stylized, where they had more money in the second film. So it really is a direct ripoff of that version, okay? Okay. So then in the movie, we see a, uh, the animated, the Nolan, the Batman Forever, and Batman and Robin Batmobiles all together. They're all there. Yes. Finding Batman v Superman was a little difficult. I wasn't looking for it, so I guess the second time I'll have to go back and find that. Okay. But so canon, traditional canon. All right. Now, when you look at this movie – and you're rewriting Robin, you're rewriting Batgirl, what came to mind for me immediately at walking out was this felt in a lot of ways like a Batman 5 or like the fifth movie in the Burton-Schumacher tradition that actually was in development and right. never came out. Right, yeah. And it feels in a lot of ways that it wraps up those storylines. It also kind of neatens and modernizes the canon, you know, of yesteryear in that, you know, they're not going to pay attention to Chris O'Donnell or Alicia Silverstone. Right. You know, that kind of stuff is out. They're also, by extension, not crediting Batman Forever's uh, uh, Two-Face by having Billy Dee Williams do it. They're really honoring the Burton Batman films. They really, really are. Yeah, that's a very you good know? point. So, like, you build up, you build up to that, and it feels like a true Batman five. So Batman five was in development after Batman and Robin, you know, was in post. It wasn't finished yet. They were, they'd already green lit kind of what this movie was going to be. And it was originally called, it's sometimes known on the internet as Batman unchained or Batman triumphant. That's right. Yeah. Now these, the villains were supposed to be scarecrow and Harley Quinn. Mm -hmm. And Harley Quinn was supposed to be Jack Nicholson's, uh, proper daughter from from, from the original joker yeah original okay. joker and there was supposed to be a nightmare sequence that takes place after batman is locked up in jail where he has a vision of all of the old bad guys returning including it was supposed to be michelle pfeiffer's catwoman and specifically uh jack nicholson's joker yeah they were all gonna come back so batman robin comes out this movie's abandoned they they never end up making it, but here you have what I think is the truest culmination of the of the '90s Batman films. Yeah, that's that's a really really good observation. You know, like I, I I'm really 
kind of far removed from Forever and Batman and Robin. And, you know, I definitely, as much as they're panned, I, you know, part of me wants to go back and watch them for, uh, with fresh eyes. And they're, rede- just- they're redeeming bits. Like, they're yeah. like, no, there's not every movie, you know, not everything that's, you know, bad has nothing good about it. You know, there are parts of, uh, the Riddler and Two Face that are cool to see that you don't get to see anywhere else, you know. Yeah. Uh, less to say about Batman and Robin, whereas like Arnold Schwarzenegger is top billed in that movie because he's Arnold Schwarzenegger over Batman, right. and he sucks. <laughs> he's so bad. He's not funny. Yeah. And he's just out there, you know, making everyone look silly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Uma Thurman is super sexy as Poison Ivy, but unfortunately her acting was killing that role. Well, I mean, I think part of it... There's, was nothing, script, there's nothing you... There's, anyway. there's, there's less redeeming about Batman and Robin than there is about Batman Forever. Absolutely. And, you know, I just think that now, now that they've done this movie, this has to be canon. You understand well, what I'm saying? I, I, Going on from here for the Lego Batman movies only, okay? Yeah. Like, keep this canon going. Don't alter it. Don't keep winking back at older stuff. Like, Lego Batman 2 should be something totally new and totally crazy that we've never seen. Yeah. Like, because really they've they've given you, uh, in my opinion, one of the most proper Batman movies in a long time. It's weird to say because it's Legos. It's right. fucking Legos the whole time. Exactly. But it, the the way that they moved they this was done by people who really knew Batman man yeah they really understand his character and they wanted to they wanted to give something I would say mostly for kids so that they can go on and continue experience and, and go find great Batman stories yeah within that yeah I I think that um you know obviously they nodded to all of the uh, Noah movies and the uh, and Batman v Superman and but I agree I, I think they sort of they they didn't necessarily completely make them canon. They kind of said, "Oh, you know, you 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 fought Superman recently. He's my my biggest villain." Like they kept saying that, but like obviously Superman's still alive in this movie, so it's not like a sequel to that, which I don't think anyone expected it to be. But I I agree. I think they've nodded to all the past versions and moving forward. Um, you know, I really hope it gets a sequel. Um, that they they have a new story with these characters that they've established. Although it, it's sort of like okay, well they've done the Joker, uh, and maybe that's the reason why they saved some of the bad guys. Um, you know that they didn't use the Penguin or Mister Freeze. Really, no, I'm I'm but I'm also totally fine with whatever they want to do again. Like if the Joker gets out, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like fine, great, I yeah. don't care. So, but, you know, like that that part of it, that part doesn't bother me. Like. What bothers me is when they when they mix things up, you know. So like when they when they say he's fighting Superman in the beginning of the movie, but then you know you get on and it's like clearly they haven't really fought in this universe, right? You yeah. know that never <laughs> happened. Yeah, it's more it's more and and that, and that thing. Superman is Christopher Reeves Superman. Like if, if we're gonna be all if we're gonna say that the Lego Batman movie continues and completes in many ways the 90s batman films yeah this they're using the christopher reeve superman music there's no henry cavill it's not his suit that's a very good point you know it's not it's not his fortress of solitude you know like they like 
I dig that they're going to throw the Warner Cinematic Universe at the Lego movies going forward because, like, that's clearly what they did. Right. You know, well, they own they own Lord of the Rings. They have Harry Potter. Yep. And you know they have Gremlins. Like they ha- and then they got a rest- the rest of them. I would assume larger from the public domain. Yeah. But yeah, there were there are other things that I think could have been in there that I was bummed weren't. Like didn't ter- didn't Terminator fall to Warner's for Terminator Salvation? Couldn't they have had a Terminator in there? Uh, I don't know. I mean, because then it, you know, obviously then they had Genesis, and I don't know where the rights fall for that movie. But um, sure. And then you, you have Mr. You have Agent Smith from The Matrix. That's a rated R movie. Yeah, but but then the, like, da- the Daleks from Doctor Who. Doctor Who, and but then they have uh, like Universal properties with uh, Jaws and Jurassic Park. Uh, so I don't know. I I think those, but those dinosaurs don't really need to be identified as Jurassic Park. they really really look like them like i agree i agree with you but it's we both know they don't have them but at the same time it's like you know i assume the last time with the lego movie there were a lot of superheroes that they got to include yeah just because they're at you know they're at warner brothers but there's other things that maybe they don't really have like ninja turtles yeah that they can throw in there as long as they don't have lines or whatever you know right so and uh I was, you know, I was bummed because I thought that Superman should have shown up in the end. And it, to be totally honest, if I was Ben Affleck, I'd be so nervous about this movie. I'd be so mad. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be so I mean, mad. I don't know. I, I think he's going to he's going to do something completely different. Like I, I uh, like this. So this movie is now going to be received and it's going to be loved. It's going to make a lot of money. We know those three things. Yeah. OK. Ben Affleck. You know, in a lot in a lot of ways, people loved him, but in a lot of ways, he also like he did participate in this. Like, he 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 is on the cross. Like, at at a certain point, like I'm sure that he, this is not he's not happy with this. Like, what? Like, you know, uh, I think he should learn from this a few things. Like, he should definitely have more jokes at Batman's expense. Like, one of the things that Kevin Smith talked about one time on a podcast he did about, I think, Batman versus Superman, was that he's like, Ben Affleck isn't the type of actor who, like, is okay with, like, letting the joke be on him. He wants to say the joke. Yeah. So, like, there should definitely be more humor about and at Batman rather than Batman trying to be funny. Because Batman shouldn't be funny. Batman should be funny by accident. He should be funny by accident. It should be a he's not meaning to be funny, but the audience finds it funny because it's so absurd and ridiculous. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Then I think they should give Alfred a backstory, a proper backstory in the new Batman. Yeah. Uh, cinematic universe. We don't know very much about him. We don't know what's going on or what his relationship really is like with, you know, Ben Affleck's Batman. So yeah. I think that is a huge place to start. Well, and I think they they kind of maybe poked fun at at that a little bit in this Lego movie with uh, oh my god yeah you know having him be like oh yeah I was part of the you know royal guard or whatever and you know being like this awesome gunner and uh, I I think that maybe that that's what they're sort of hinting at because the one in Batman v Superman was you know clearly a little bit more hands on of an Alfred than uh, you know Michael Caine's or any of the other previous Malte versions Kai. yeah. Um, but Michael Caine's Batman was like a Yoda in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. Like, that's what was kind of cool about having Michael Caine and Morgan Fre- Freeman around is like, oh, they can impart wisdom. Like, shit. 
Yeah. Like, what a great thing for a Batman to receive, to have kind of a Yoda in the respect that he doesn't really always have in a lot of his stories. Getting off t- topic, you're right, but, like, they should def- – we both agree, definitely give Alfred a backstory. Yeah. Um, and then here's what where, where I'm going to continue, you know, kind of going on. I think they should consider that the audience for a Batman movie, a Batman solo movie, has just seen this movie. All right? Yeah. They're probably not going to bring their kids. All right? Right. We know what they've been hinting at for the Batman solo movie. And in my opinion – just like you you've said, like there has been an absence of Robin in these movies, they should tell the whole Robin saga, and they should make it about Robin. Yeah, and you know, like they're obviously the uh, in Batman v Superman, they have uh, very strongly implied that there was a Robin that the Joker killed, um, and and then obviously for for folks that don't know that there um are multiple robins it doesn't have to be dick grayson there and this is and this is in a, in a lot in a lot of ways you know it's been hinted at to be taken from the batman run a death in the family right which comes from the 80s when they actually had a fan vote who should they kill off robin and the fans decided absolutely yes they should yeah which is but, a little dark but then they they had other characters uh come up fulfill the, the mantle of robin you're yeah. right and so you know there were rumors that was was the current joker jared leto's joker um a, a previous uh robin. robin that turned on on batman and and the current robin um you know maybe and that would be interesting um or is there a way that they can pull in a new Robin. Um, I, I think they should lean into it. I, I think it's really a missed opportunity that they're they're not doing, and it's it's far enough away from you know that uh, Batman uh, and Robin, the one that came out almost twenty sure. years ago. So it's like it came out twenty years ago. Yeah, you're right. So yeah, I, I think that would be a really good path to go on. Um, so one other small missed opportunity that I kind of caught was so they've got. Voldemort in the movie yep. as, a, as uh-huh. a villain and they have the actor that played Voldemort in playing Voldemort no no they did not Vol- Ray Fiennes does not voice Voldemort in the Lego Batman movie no he does not who voices him Eddie Izzard which is a cool get but like why could uh, just have him do like how many lines did Voldemort really have in the movie they could have easily just said hey Ray Fiennes you're doing Alfred, but can you just do these couple of lines for Voldemort? And everyone would have went crazy because those movies are still so fresh and would, you know, I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Oh uh, man, that hurts my, that hurts my soul too. I thought yeah. it was Ray Fiennes. I was walking out being like, oh my God, they so just did that. Yeah. Oh, they, that's, uh, I don't know. See, that's why they get it wrong. <laughs> this is why. These are things that they could do that are simple and stupid. Like that is such bullshit that they didn't include him. He's on. He's in the fucking booth. You don't even have to tell him it's it's uh, <laughs> it's not Voldemort. Just say, hey, read these lines, and he's gonna right. be like, I don't know why I'm saying Akio Clouds. That sounds that sounds oddly. like Harry Potter. Well, I've yeah. seen those movies. I mean, maybe. No, no, no. like like no, they should have just done that. That's so ridiculous. It is, and you know, because maybe you... he had some reason why he didn't want to do it. Maybe he wants to separate himself from it. But no, it's... like he's got to get over himself. Like that is such a beautiful opportunity. Everyone knows he he is such a recognizable voice. Right. I don't know. Oh my God, that oh man, Frank, but that that sucks. Yeah, 
That's kind of a bummer. I don't know. I, I, I don't want to uh, harp on it too much because we both really love this movie. So right, and like, but you, but so all these movies, like, they always make you think about the future, right? We found out the Lego Batman movie was coming out relatively quickly after the original Lego movie came. Yeah, out. yeah. You know, they were like, "Here's what's going to happen next." And you know, now what I, what I thought, and now what is here is like two different things because, you know. Walking out of this movie, I, you know, first things I'm like, oh my god, Gremlins! Like, yeah. how amazing is it back to see those little fuckers again on screen? Yeah. But if, but here's what's so cool about that is like little kids today don't, probably wouldn't know what a gremlin is. Right. No, they. You know, and they would see this and they'd be like, what is that? And then their dad would be like, oh, well, here's an, a new whole awesome thing to show you. And whether that's Gremlins or Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter or Doctor Who, there's so many great nerd jumping off points yeah. in this movie well, but to your point to your exact point that you just made saying that no ray fines does not voice voldemort in the lego batman movie even though he's in it it's done by eddie izzard yeah like doesn't give me confidence in the future of whatever the warner's cinematic universe is like like those kind of consistent missteps like it just it always feels like we're going two steps forward one step back yeah, you know, uh, you know, like we get I mean, you get Wonder you get Wonder Woman in Doomsday. They kill Superman in the second movie of a long going franchise. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it, it's just like constantly that they're they seem determined to undermine the connectivity canon canology can if the, if you will, if you will of of, of cinema. They yeah. seem like they that they want to get it, but they don't care. Like it, it's not important. And like that's the difference I think we see from a Marvel at Disney, yeah, or a or a Star Wars at Disney, where it's so crucially important. The fan service may be overwhelming, and now we truly have even better. This is even a, big, a bigger point. We have a truly we have two different visions of how you do this kind of a connected universe cinema movement you have one where you pay so much attention to the the characters that the story is plays second to the visuals and the um uh you know the character growth that we see in every movie versus the true visual spectacle what can we put in the movie to make you orgasm fast enough? And then once you get there, how can we sustain and keep that going? Oh, you thought Batman and Superman were fighting? Well, here's Wonder Woman. Oh, you thought it was Batman, Wonder Woman, and Superman? Here's Doomsday. Oh, you thought it was right. just Batman, Lego Batman? Here's Gremlins and Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter. Well, and like that, that kind of attempt, I think that like in this movie, they're going to have tons of success with it. Like that's kind of the crazy part. But I, uh, it irks me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the thing is that with this movie and with the original Lego movie, they're they're treating it more of a playground and a, uh, you know, the child's imagination that's just like got all their box of toys. They dump them on the floor, and uh, you know, I I was really surprised to see the the Phantom Zone villains and and have crossed of the other properties. Obviously, that wasn't something we expected at all. Like coming into this movie, we thought like, okay, we're going to take a step back a little bit. And it's going to be only Batman stuff, whereas Lego Movie had everything. And so having some stuff in here I thought was really cool. But 
you know, I, I don't necessarily need this movie to be completely ba- uh, Batman canonized. I think it it serves, you know, a different purpose. You, you've got a, a, largely a, a child audience, and they're not trying to fit this into the uh, these no. You're hundred percent right. You, you know, you're you're correct. This movie is not really for us. It's for kids. Yeah. But like, and and that, and that and that in many ways is a great thing because you know I remember as a kid seeing the original Batman. We talked about this the other day, but all those movies were pretty much okay. Yeah. To watch the little kid. Yeah. And like now, you know, I hear so many parents who have young prime superhero age kids who say, oh no, I won't take him to see Batman vs Superman or we don't go see Avengers the first time, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and I think the great thing about this movie and most uh, movies for kids these days, they, they really do know that the parents are in the audience. They know that they're paying attention and, and they want them to pay attention because they're the ones that are paying for it. And, you know, if, the parents like the Lego movie and they like the Lego Batman movie or something like Despicable Me. Those do really well. Like th- these are things that uh, are going to get more money for the, the studios ultimately because they're going to keep coming back. And it's not going to be, you know, once the kid gets old enough and is like, oh, I don't want to see that movie anymore because, you know, I'm I'm older. I'm a teenager. Like they're going to want to keep going. And, and I think that's ultimately the goal. And, you know, they've got jokes that go over the kids heads. But. Uh, you know, things that the parents get, and then there are uh, things that are super cheesy and corny that the kids are just going to, you know, tickle with laughter over that we may roll our eyes at, or but it may still have a, a winking nod at us and break the fourth wall a little bit. So, you know, I, Okay, so, like, he, this brings me to how I think I fell asleep last night, because I don't remember what else I fell asleep about, but this is like, <laughs> I went to I went to bed really thinking about this, how loud was the theater when they said Iron Man sucks? Oh my god, <laughs> that was a really, really great moment. Yeah, the, that, I mean, we were we were in actually a relatively small theater, and but it was packed, and yeah, everyone was cracking up. It was, you know, okay. It's again, it's another one of those things that they don't have to say, okay, this is DC only, and you know, we can't have any Marvel references because that stuff doesn't exist. They they can just do it because. They have that power. <laughs> right. So, like, so here's, like, another, like, huge, stupid, like, editorial point. But I'm going to try to boil it down so that it, it makes sense. So we saw when David, when Suicide Squad came out. Yeah. You know, David Ayer came out and he was like, fuck Marvel. Do you remember that? Uh, vaguely. <laughs> okay. We've also had Jason Momoa, who's Aquaman, and he's written, signed signatures in his Aquaman, you know, headshot, one-shot thing, fuck Marvel. Have you seen that? No, I have not seen that. Okay. So this kind of continues on this, like, dick-waving contest between DC and Marvel in that, like, DC has the edge to say Iron Man sucks and fuck Marvel and things like that. But I also think that that's genuinely bad (laughs) because... You, they shouldn't be fighting each other. They no. should be celebrating each other. And one day, yes, hopefully in the future, when Warner's Brothers has lost all their money by making you know more Batman movies than anybody ever wanted, and they're out of money, and they have to sell the characters to Disney, one day it would be really <laughs> great to see a 
you know, Crisis on Infinite Earth, Infinite Earths with all the Marvel characters showing up or something. That would, like, yeah. like that would be that would be crazy. Yeah. So I don't like that they like fight against each other. But then this brought me up to like a different point, and the different point of that is like, so when we say sucks, like as an adult, like I think we're meaning the euphemism like sucks dick, right? Yeah, I guess. I mean, well, it, but 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 still, like you like think about like you know other things like you don't say so if you're like this sucks, like yeah it's not good but like the euphemism comes from it sucks dick sure. right I guess so yeah okay so is now that is very like it sucks is very common and popular in a lot of PG movies that's right yeah. but like is that even like cool like is is really what Batman's saying is like Iron Man sucks dick. Because, like, in a lot of ways, that's not really cool. <laughs> yeah. I, you know? I don't but know. But, like... I, I think like, they're reading a little too much into it. I, I don't think they... You know, I, I think they, they're they really just poking fun at the fact that Iron Man and Batman are... The same similar character. characters. And that, you know, they know that everyone in the audience knows Iron Man now. Even though, you know, 10, 15 years ago, no one knew who Iron Man was. And everyone knew who Batman was. So, of course, he's going to be a little bit bitter and to be the number two to Iron Man at this point. And I think that's as, as far as it really needs to go. Like, And you're right. You're 100% right. Because, like, you see, I, I understand that. And, like, it, like we're, all, we're all adults here. Like, that's cool. Yeah. But the, the bummer for me is, like, no, like, these movie houses shouldn't be so at war with each other. Yeah. They should, t- they should tone it down. And, like, oh. they should figure out a way – to do it in a way that doesn't that pokes fun at each other without making the other one look bad you know like because like to me like if i was a dad and i had a six-year-old kid and i'm walking out and he's seen all the marvel movies already because he's six you know yeah i'm like and he's like yo iron man sucks that was so funny and then you know the whole repercussions of that yeah that the kids think is like like no, that's like it's not right. Like yeah, they shouldn't. Do, like it's really funny. It's really funny. I loved it. We all loved it. It's great. But, but maybe you know. Yeah, it undercuts everything, and it instills in the kids this competition factor way too early. When really they have, you know, if they've got a, a box full of DC toys, a box full of Marvel, Marvel toys, are they're they playing with them all together anyway? Right. <laughs> And, you know, it really is, uh, I think, DC kind of going number two to to uh, to Marvel Disney because Marvel Disney's on top. They don't have to, to knock them down a peg. So it, it's it's their it's DC's version of, uh, you know, but, you know, I, I think they're just kind of ignoring whatever DC's doing because it's like it, whatever you say doesn't really matter. People are coming to see our movies. No, yeah. you're totally right. It does not matter. Like yeah. they are going to be, they are going to be 100 fine, and they don't need to make jokes about Batman or Superman, you know, in the Marvel in the movies anymore. They they took a shot in the original Spider-Man, but even that that joke is so it's such a great joke when Aunt May says you're not Superman, you know, yeah, because <laughs> it's because it shows who Spider-Man is so perfectly, yeah. and it's like. Oh my God! They so get it. DC does not get it at all. <laughs> like, yeah. like, and like that's like the that's the bummer. Uh, I I love the the jokes about Suicide Squad, and like we'll wrap this up in a second. 
Um, I thought those were so pointed and so funny. Yeah. And like, and that they really hit that much harder than they hit Batman versus Superman, which is not what I thought that they were going to do. Yeah, that's true. I mean, obviously, the end of this movie has uh, a culminating battle of you know Batman with the supervillains he normally fights. It's sort of like. Oh, a Suicide Squad. And it's funny because he says, oh, like, are we going to work with the Suicide Squad early in the movie? Totally. And and then, you know, it becomes this, which obviously they're not treated as a Suicide Squad, but it's ultimately the same thing. And then you have a moment where Killer Croc is like, oh, I did something. And it's like. Oh, my God. It's like, great. It's, it's so great. funny. It's so funny. Um, so I just have a couple other really uh, random points I just want to bring up before we uh, wrap it up. I thought the. Um, Having Ellie Kemper, the the voice of the uh, the, the Phantom Zone gatekeeper, who's uh, she's uh, unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. She's from the office. Oh, she's great. That like that was a surprise role for me, and she was she was actually really important to the story if you think about it. Like she she's great influence. Uh, you know, Batman um, become and grow up. Um, Jermaine Clement from. Uh, Flight of the Concords as Sauron was really funny. I, you know, I, oh, I, he was great. He was great. I thought that that whole sequence um, where they took down the eye was really funny. Um, and, oh, it was it was so my eye. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have like the uh, the swamp monster just sort of creeping away because it's like right. Uh, um, and then um, oh, there was oh, I just lost it, but. Uh, Otherwise, I, I, honestly, we haven't really talked a whole lot about the Joker. Uh, you know, we we, we oh, talked about other Jokers, but like, what did you? Oh man, Fanaka's take on. I loved it, man. I thought he was so funny. He did something that no one was expecting, and like, he did it great. And I, I think he was one of the best parts of the movie. I, we, it's, it's fun we didn't talk about it. Um, yeah, what did you think? I, I thought it was great. You know, I think. It was really interesting how they they brought him in as a uh, a, a part of heart in this movie, and, and that it's like, oh, we have this relationship, and like uh, they've done that before, but like I don't know, and maybe this, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but the fact is like you've never said you hate me, like you know, I, I'm really curious to look back and see like has he ever said that in any movie, comic, or, or show, or anything like that? That would be. I don't. I don't think in the movies he's ever said that. No, I don't think so either, but. So it's really interesting that that becomes such a core relationship because, like, yeah, Batman and the Joker are as synonymous as Batman and Robin. And, you know, of course that he would be the main villain. And I thought he he did a really clever job. I thought the animation on the Joker was probably one of the most uh, sophisticated things that they've done, you know, with the way his, his face the was face, in the, yeah. Like, there was, there was a lot there that was really, really great. Um, uh, similar to uh, well, actually, like while we're talking about animation, what do you think of, about the the quality and the way it looked? I thought they really one upped themselves from the Lego Movie in that it looked more like you were really playing with the Legos. Yeah, like I I loved the the finish on the Batman Legos specifically the way that they were like really matte and like striated and and like you could see the the plastic indentations and stuff yeah, yeah. i loved the uh the look of all the i thought the coloring like 
coloring in Batman is like kind of an important thing because you want it to be right, but you also want it not to be so dark that it's like really dull and boring like Batman versus Superman. Yeah. And they really did a great job with mixing in the yellows, I think, with the black yeah. this time. And I missed and that. That's so iconic. And it's so, so iconic. And it, it, I right, the, the animation I thought was great. But back to the Joker, like, dude, Galifianakis – well, you know what? He joins a crew of very great people who have played the Joker. And, you know, yeah. it, it sucks that we all have to compare them because, you know what? You're, you don't really compare the other Batmans. You have your favorites and you have the ones that clearly weren't good. Right. You know, like, <laughs> they're, all, they're all unanimously hated. Mm-hmm. But with the Joker, like, everyone kind of has its own special thing. Like... I don't really know if Nicholson is better than Heath Ledger or if they're that just they're just so different. Yeah. You know? And it also goes to the era, you know, like it makes sense that the one in the 60s was super campy. But, and then the one in the 80s was a little bit more grounded. But then you've got, you know, Heath Ledger is just like so grounded. Like, I, I think it really just goes to the audience and the, the times that the movie came out. And it's refle- it's reflective of who we are. You know, exactly. you're right. And this and, one especially, you know, I think it, it shows that at this point we're kind of fed up with this, like, dark, crazy Joker that, uh, you know, doesn't poke he, – he just wants to cause destruction. Like, obviously, he does in this movie want to cause destruction, and he does cause destruction, but ultimately his, his goal is to get Batman to recognize him as his, you know, arch nemesis. Like, and that's a great and that was a, thing. It, I agree. It was awesome because you have the Joker struggling, feeling like, oh, shit, like Batman just told me that's not true. Yeah. And then he ultimately does this whole thing to do that, which is so much better motivated than anything Lex Luthor does in Batman versus Superman. Like, yeah. oh, my God, like we've been fighting forever, yet I'm not the most important person for you to defeat. Oh, my God. Like yeah. I have to go think <laughs> about this. And so I think – Zach Galifianakis, he really, he really did in a, in the way that like uh, I don't want to give too much credit here, but like in the way that like Bradley Cooper really, you don't hear see Bradley Cooper when you think about Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, like you think about Rocket Raccoon. Like Zach Galifianakis did a performance like that where I'm like, oh, this isn't you know the guy from The Hangover. Like this sounds like a really inspired character. Like really, like and even so for animation, like it was it really sounded specifically his own. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. I it was it was so well done that I exactly wouldn't think of him, especially through most of his scenes where it, you know he would he would soften up and it just never sounded like him or like at least the Zach Galifianakis that we expect you know the Hangover crazy kind of right. character. Uh, you know this this really he, he fell into that character very nicely and um, I, th- I think they did a good job uh, there. Um, so, you know, actually, as we were um, chatting here, you know, we, we wanted to keep an eye on, on the box office. So at this time, um, it's been uh, released that um, the movie at this point uh, has made about $55 million uh, for the weekend, which, uh, you know, is a bit of a surprise. Uh, you know, they were projecting 60. Uh, the uh, the Lego movie, the original Lego movie, did about, I think, $69 million over the first weekend. Um, so this, you know, it, it could change. A lot of people might still see this movie today, but tr- traditionally the 
the box office numbers count uh, Friday night, Saturday night, and uh, the, the Thursday. Thursday, not so much Sunday. But uh, you know, I think uh, I think no, the, I think I think this movie it'll jump over sixty by the end of the weekend. I, I agree. I think obviously it's got competition with uh, it being 50 like, with Fifty Shades with with John Wick. Uh, you know, I think some people. Uh, may want to see, you know, you've got your your girl's movie, your guy's movie there, and then this sort of falls right in the middle where it could be anyone um, go seeing it, whether it be kids, uh, adults. Uh, so I think that's why there's such a split. Um, but I, I think it'll have legs. I think uh, Fifty Shades is, is going to drop significantly next weekend. I think this one might uh, hold strong and might actually pull into first place. Um, but, you know, I, I, with that it sort of goes into, do we think that it will get a sequel or is it too early to say? I think it's definitely going to get a sequel, man. I a hundred percent think so. There is not a, there's not a doubt in my mind that yeah. they're not going to see. Cause I, I think it's a little early with 55 million, like today, like that does kind of hit their mark and it does like quiet the press about whether or not this movie is going to lose any money, which is mm-hmm. good. But I think by the end of the weekend, it could easily come up to over, you know, maybe 65, which would be not, which wouldn't be bad. And then in my mind, I think that definitely, you know, by surpassing their expectations even a little bit would make a big difference in giving this a sequel. And, and I think that they have Will Arnett probably locked down. You know, he is really, really, really good. He's really funny. And like in terms of, uh, and this speaks back to, in a lot of ways, what Zach Galifianakis did in mirroring him as the Joker. Like, the temperament is, like, really funny. You know, like, the fact that Batman is so is so serious and he's such a dick the whole movie. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my God. Like, I, we, he so plays in, into all that whole thing. And he so embraces the comedy where, you know, other people, you know, wouldn't. Like, I don't think Kevin Conroy could have ever been this funny. Right, yeah. You know, like, as good as he is, like, and the things that he got to do, like, let's say, in, like, Batman Begins, you know, like, where you have Kevin Conroy still returning as older Batman, who's now the Alfred, mm-hmm. you know, and even even then, he was still so dark, and, like, the jokes were, uh, and, yeah, anyway, you, mean, you know, Batman, yeah, Batman Beyond, I'm yeah, sorry. That's right. um, so, yeah, I mean, so, obviously, like, they've got uh, the Lego Ninjago movie, which I saw the trailer last night. I'm a little skeptical of. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know if I would see that one. I don't know if I would see that one, and I, I think part of it goes to the that there's not huge names attached. I mean, you've got Dave Franco, Fred Armisen, Jackie Chan, but like, I, I just don't know if it's gonna. I think this is gonna be one that's more geared towards kids because this is like a a, a newer kind of Lego set. Um, and then obviously we've got the uh, sequel to the Lego movie. I'm, I'm hopeful that uh, uh, Will Arnett reprises his role there. I, I think that the fact that they nodded to the fact that the, these two movies were connected was was nice. But, you know, in, in that they had like, oh, the Master Builder uh, element of it. But the fact that they didn't say, oh, you know, I just came back from, you know, saving some other city with, uh, you know, wild style. So I'm glad they didn't do that. I'm glad they didn't have the live action element. Um, I think that worked really well the first time around, but they didn't need it here. Um, but let me ask you this. So if they're doing the Lego Batman movie, what do you think about having, um, uh, them sort of, uh, spread out the properties and do a like Lego Superman movie or a Lego justice league or, or something like that? 
I don't know about that. Um, it's a good question. Um, no, I don't think that they should do that. I think that they should stick with Lego Batman. Okay. I think that Lego Batman, like as a game, definitely is has been a property for a long time. I've played Lego Batman two. I have Lego Batman three that I haven't played yet. Yeah. But but those as a fr- I think the Lego Batman franchise has a good name, has a good uh, built 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 upon universe to to draw to continue to draw from. I don't think people would turn up to see a Lego Superman movie. Mm. I don't think that people want to see Superman's story again because it's so – and which is weird because people want to see Batman's story again and we see it again in this one. Right. But, but, uh, le- but people don't care as much about Superman's backstory anymore. I think you want to see Superman do stuff. Like uh, that's really – what like Man of Steel was in a lot of ways for me was like we never really get to see Superman do a ton of saving things and people in the original 1978 Superman and Man of Steel like it opens with that great scene on the oil drill thing like there's some really redeeming visuals to that movie that I think people are satisfied with enough in terms of a Lego Justice League it would de- it would determine. Uh, I'll tell you what. If the Justice League movie really really sucks, yeah, they'll do a Lego Justice League movie. Yeah, but if it- I guess my my point though is like with with this movie, they sort of leaned into the fact that Superman is synonymous with the Justice League here, and you know because every time that he's showed up in the past two movies, he's with the other characters, and you know Batman is sort of on his own. So, you know, if they did a Lego Justice League, I almost wouldn't expect Batman to be as much a of, major part of it. Yeah. So I think if they wanted to do uh, something that's got Superman focus, you know, I, I think the justice league one might be the way to go. Um, maybe you have uh, someone, I, I can't remember who was the, um, the wonder woman in, in the Lego movie, but she had a couple lines, but maybe you, you cast someone that, that is really recognizable and is sort of anchored by those two. Um, and, you know, maybe you lean more into like, some of the other characters versus Batman. Um, so I don't know. Uh, no, you're. That's a good point. They could, they could so do that now, I guess. But you got to think, like, wh- what are they going to fight next? What other big portal in the sky <laughs> can they open up? Isn't that and crazy? Have- so, and you know, what? I think this movie uh, actually probably did that on purpose. They so did. They a hundred. It was so purposeful and it worked. And it, like it was subtle enough that they didn't have to say it out loud. Like that was what was great about it. Right. Yeah. And and then the other element was how uh, the opening sequence of this movie really really called back at least in Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises. And you know you you have a couple uh, things with with Bane. Um, oh, I just looked it up. So it was uh, Kobe Smulders who did Wonder Woman. I think she's she's good. Um, but yeah, bring her back. That's fine. They could. Okay. I'm just really surprised it didn't bring her back this time. Um, I don't know. So, um, any other huge missed opportunity to not have Wonder Woman. You're 100 percent right. Like they, oh. it is, it is, it is unacceptable, unacceptable to have her to have her in a Justice League movie and to not say anything or a Justice League picture. Yeah, and you know what? On that on that point, um, I think we've kind of uh, sort of undersold ourselves in that since we haven't. We're talking how there wasn't enough Wonder Woman in this movie. Like the other female characters in this movie, we haven't really touched on um, Barbara sure. all that much, or or Harley Quinn. Um, I think Harley Quinn less so. She she was um, 
really just a a sidekick character. And, and yeah, Jenny Jenny Slate was it was cameo at best. Cameo at best. I think she did a fine um, Harley Quinn. I don't, you know, I think uh, Margot Robbie did a great job. Like that was one of the redeeming qualities of Suicide Squad. I didn't expect. Yeah, agreed. This movie, agreed. But, um, I, I think uh, Rosario Dawson did a great job, and you know, I think she's one of those recognizable faces or voices rather. Voices, um, yeah. And it's interesting because now she's sort of tied to Marvel properties and DC properties, um, and she's she's kind of a a, a linchpin in, in both of them. So uh, I don't know. I, I think uh, having her as Barbara Gordon was Men in, like, Men in Black. She's in a lot of great oh. franchises. Like she's she's she picks good stuff. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, I thought she okay. Batgirl. I thought Batgirl was great. You know, they did the more traditional Batgirl canon origin. Um, than the you know Batman and Robin tried to do, so yeah. like in that respect, perfect. Like I could they literally could have done way sillier, funnier things, or had more romantic things. It really wouldn't have swayed my view of what she was because this is like going to sound so jaded and assholeish, but like I really only care like nowadays if it if it's canon. Like if if we're going in and they're showing us something crazy just for crazy's sake, like it it, it bugs me. But with this, like. To make sure it's Barbara Gordon. I also thought, in a lot of ways, she maybe have already been Batgirl, and like that's how I kind of looked in the maybe the little bit of the marketing that I saw. That yeah, I thought maybe she was like kind of already out there, like in a Nightwing kind of way. Yeah. So I was a little bummed that Batman gives her her origin. Like it yeah. would have been cooler had she kind of been on the scene already, being a badass, and then you know Batman understands this. Like I well, think yeah. that. And you have this sort of throwaway line that you said that she looked up to Batman and she wanted to be like him. And, you know, she was basically doing all of that. And I, th- I think maybe if you sort of see it as the way that she was basically Batgirl without a costume. Right. Uh, and, and that he really just kissed. And I, I really love the line that, like, if you're if you're calling me Batgirl, can I call you Batboy? <laughs> like, yeah, totally. Great. Um, but, yeah, I, I think she was great. I, I think it's funny that they um, – uh, they didn't really lean too much into James Gordon. It's interesting. Um, oh, he's so played though. Like yeah. everyone, everyone gets it. Like, like how much? Like leave him alone. You know. At, yeah. at this point, I, I think it's good that he was sort of retiring and and, and hanging things up. You know, I, I guess that's sort of a a similar uh, path that they're going with the Justice League with. Uh, J. Jonah, not J. Jonah Jameson, J.K. Right. playing him. Like, you no, know. You're, you're, it's, not, it's not a bad mistake. You know, to have uh, J.K. Simmons, you know, in this role as Commissioner Gordon in Justice League, like, I guess I'm, like, a little bit more excited to see it because we didn't get him in Batman vs. Superman. Yeah. Which, again, also, like, what? But, uh, uh, you know... You don't. You don't need Jim Gordon. I don't no. think Jim Gordon is necessary for a Batman story. I think that as long as you acknowledge his existence, yeah, which could have been done even by just having Barbara Gordon being his daughter. Right. He didn't even need to show up in the movie. But yeah. as long, you know, there that, was enough. It was. As it's much enough. Needed to be. Yeah. It's enough. Um, yeah. Uh, mm, Batgirl. Yeah. She was. She was good. She was good. I, I think uh, it would be interesting if actually in like the sequel, maybe they uh, either instead of calling it like a Batman two, if it was sort of like, uh, you know, 
Batman and Batgirl or Batman and Robin or something that alluded to more of, or even like Batgirl and Robin. I don't know. I, I, I think. Right. Right. If uh, they could, they could do something new with it and they could, yeah. you know, try different stuff. I, again, like for a Lego Batman two, like we've already seen, you know, something that I've kind of been waiting for in a, in a, you know, an anim- in a real Batman movie that they tried to make happen in Suicide Squad, which is where you get all the villains together yeah. to fight other villains, and like it, it does look cool. But they, they've now done, they've now done that. Yeah, you so know, they can't, they can't do that again. Make it a little bit smaller. Uh, I mean, maybe not so much so because that's sort of the appeal about these movies that they have such a rich uh, opportunity that you know they can have a whole bunch of things flying around on screen and not need to have someone playing them. Um, so. Also, this movie, in being its own superhero movie in its own right, um, you know, maybe they can play with more of the Avengers-style stuff by including more Justice League in a sequel, and and maybe they're getting ready to do that and to kind of rip off Infinity War, because you know they kind of already took a, a little bit, little pointed shots at Marvel already with this one, and yeah. I think that maybe they're get they're getting ready to say. Well, if we can't copy it and do it in with our characters, maybe we should spoof it, spoof it with our characters. Yeah. And have the the leverage in that we are at least, you know, being a little bit funnier yeah. than Marvel is at making the reality r- more realistic. Because yeah. like that speaks into what you said about you know what do you think of this movie as a Batman movie? Like yeah. as a Batman movie, it's really good. Oh yeah. It is really good, and it's it, it's sort of uh, the one that we probably wanted for a while. Uh, you know, you've got totally. Uh, you've got a, a story that you know Batman seriously grows up and uh, he changes. He, he changes, and um, the other the other point that you were just making is I I think um, if we look forward to the Justice League and you know the other true DC movies that are coming out, I I do think that they're gonna probably spoof those a little bit as well because at this point they kind of you know nailed all of them and so you know there may be some sequence in uh justice league that they might spoof i don't know it depends on how much uh i mean well you know i was just thinking that it might take them a little bit longer but the animation is kind of quick because you know this uh, batman v superman came out last year and you know they already had a well i also think that they probably were the people who were making this movie yeah. probably got to go and look at stuff from what was was being done yeah. cuz it obviously informed what they made right and so hopefully that's the case moving forward too with the other movies that come out um yeah it would be good to see them make fun of stuff in justice league that happens in justice league that would be yeah. fine like if they wanted to bring in kind of the new aquaman and make fun of him in the way that I'm sure that they can find humor in like, yeah. like there's, there's so many really cool new nuggets for them to kind of build on. Yeah. I, I do think that this movie is good. Like, I think that if you are a super duper nerd, if you're a geeky dad or like a, just a generally like interested in movies kind of kid, like you're definitely going to love this movie. Oh, absolutely. Um, but you're, you know, as always, we're always going to have like our little nitpicky things and, it's fun here to kind of get to dissect, you know, the things that we love because they're important to us. But, yeah. you know, by no means does it mean that we think that they're bad. This is a great piece of art. And, and it does feel in some ways like a piece of art on Batman more than Batman versus Superman did. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's... Like, it was really reflective and, and it really took, you know, some uh, 
shots in the with the character that you know you in Batman Forever, do you ever really see Batman mentoring Robin? No. No, not at like, all. Like there he's He's, his parents are dead. He moves to the, the he moves to Wayne Manor. He's hanging out. He discovers the Batcave, and all of a sudden he's Robin. Right. Like there's yeah. no training. There's no mentorship. There's no like father son relationship. It's just this weird forced thing that happens. Yeah, that's a very good point. And you know, like the the art element of it, obviously the uh, the design and the uh, yeah. the the graphic. Um, it just it makes it a lot more interesting to look at than say you know your Batman v Superman where like that how much like CGI heavy are in those movies like this is just oh my all God. CGI so it doesn't matter they can do anything they want it doesn't feel overdone so um, yeah but you get but it's, it it feels real like the the way that they move the pieces around and and like whenever who the the character that was like on his face like at the end of the battle when they just like wiggled his character to make him move like oh my god like i yeah. love that <laughs> you know like th- that kind of stuff like it's i i do I, I really think that maybe this crossed over into like it's batman fan art yeah 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 i mean like like we said this this movie uh was certainly made by some of the biggest batman fans and oh I, totally they, they did it justice and uh, you know, I, I just I think it was really funny, uh, really great story. Uh, and I, I just hope a lot of people go out and see it. Um, so, you know, I, I think if one thing we can take out, take away from it is uh, like the story itself, the core is really important. You know, you really need to work on your abs and uh, <laughs> it's uh it really helps strengthen the movie overall <laughs> yeah it does it, you know the, the the these core elements man everybody everybody should be hitting the gym this week i'll tell you that <laughs> um all right man well do you have any other final thoughts on on the movie no, i think we've pretty much covered absolutely anything and everything associated with the lego batman movie yeah uh, i'm really glad we took the time to have this conversation it was it was wonderful to speak to you yeah, definitely, dude. Um, and, you know, obviously, everyone, uh, thanks for listening. And uh, stay tuned for more podcasts from the Long Lost Heroes. We're, we're going to try to try to keep things moving along and uh, talk about the next couple of uh, weeks of pop culture looking ahead. And um, probably the next movie that we'll probably do a recap on might be uh, Logan uh, coming up in March. Oh, my God, dude. Coming up. <laughs> coming up soon. Dude, the marketing for that movie is heavy already, man. Oh, yeah. And I, I think they're trying to sell it as the 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 final uh, time you're going to see Hugh Jackman uh, as Wolverine. So I think that's going to be an exciting one. So I'm down. All right, dude. Well, thank you for tuning in, everybody, again. Uh, we are. Uh, you can find us at LLH Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can check out our website, longlostheroes.net. And if you have any questions or you would like to talk to us about anything at all, please email us at info at longlostheroes.net. We'll be happy to get back to you. Have a great week, everybody. And uh, stay strong out there, Frankie. All right. Bye.